This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Hello and welcome to Saver, a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have another listener mail episode for you. We do. And I believe this is listener mail 12. 12? What kind of sequels do we even look to at this point? Oh, you've seen my list. Oh, it's all all Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Star Wars forever now. (laughs) It is. And I was telling you I bought a bunch of Star Wars magazines. Yeah. uh, Because it's the 45th anniversary. Oh. And I am preparing a weekend where we're going to watch the prequels and we're going to watch Obi-Wan Kenobi and it's going to be so good. I... I'm so excited for you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm excited, too. I haven't bought magazines in a long time. Right? Yeah. Heck. Yeah. Even like mm-hmm. a paper copy of a comic book, I can't. I'm not. It's been a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was kind of embarrassing because I've bought four uh, and I was wearing a Star Wars shirt <laughs> and a Star Wars mask when oh, I wow. checked out and I was kind of like. This is who I am. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's that's okay. <laughs> just just own it. You know. That's fine. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, I I am very excited. Also, very excited about these as always. I did want to say uh, recently I went to clean out my desk mm-hmm. uh, because yes, as we've mentioned, we are moving, moving offices. Um, yep. 
Yes, we are. And I found so much physical listener mail that I've kept from the early days of yeah. food stuff. And yeah. it warmed my heart. Like, I had the very first one we ever received. Oh. Um, and this one came with a champagne bottle candle. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got one of those on my desk right now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. We do keep them. Like, I, I had all of them. And it was just such a delight to look back and remember. Like, oh, yeah, the early days when we didn't know if anybody was going to like this show and we got these messages and it was just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, right. Yeah. I'm in the process. Oh, I'm in the, I have a lot of books at the office. I've been using Mm. the office kind of as like, uh, auxiliary bookshelf space. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, and I'm like, Oh no. Uh, so I have to, I have to box up a lot of those, but, um, but yeah, I did my first run through where I got all the like, all the like stuff out Mm. and yeah. Oh my heck. Um, I am, even without that, like that is all still sitting in a milk crate somewhere in my office, but uh, in my my home office, but like within my line of sight currently, I have three objects that y'all have sent us over the years. Um, Yeah. And there's others like lurking around, (laughs) around behind (laughs) me somewhere, but. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we keep them. We're very, uh, I'm very sentimental at least. Oh, me I'm too. extremely sentimental. Yeah. So. Again, physical gifts are in no way expected. No. <laughs> Not necessary. No, we love the electronic messages as well. All of them. Yes, which we have a lot to go through. Okay, all right. Okay, yes, and we're starting with some messages about spoons. <laughs> So many spoon messages. So many spoon messages. And I lament that we, because all these spoon messages, I think, came with photos. Um, So unfortunately, you can't see them, but I guarantee they are amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Y'all, if you ever send us an image, if it's it's okay for us to, like, post it on social, Mm -hmm. like Instagram, or Twitter, maybe. Um, I don't. I think we're locked out of our Facebook right now. <laughs> um, oh but, uh, no! <laughs> what uh, have we done? <laughs> so sorry if you've been trying to reach us over there. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah. If if you if you send us a photo and it's okay for us to share it with everyone on social media, then let us know. And if it's not, that's super okay. Like oh, you know, totally. Yeah, yeah. totes. But anyway, these spoons. Oh, are some amazing. spectacular spoons. So. Victoria wrote, at some point in late 2019, my dad handed my mom a box of metal things and said it was some stuff he wanted to get rid of, be it sold, donated, thrown away, or turned into found metal sculpture, which my mom does. I visited her soon after when she was polishing off a silver cup when she noticed words on the side and took a closer look and exasperatedly, <laughs> exasperatedly, yes, <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> exclaimed that it's my great grandfather's baby cup and had his full name and date of birth on it. Oh, wow. I looked into the box and pulled out another cup and found my dad's name and birthday engraved into the side. My mom said, I may be divorced from your father, but I can't get rid of these. They divorce on amicable terms. So she has the cups hang off of the wall in her kitchen. I've included a picture of my dad's cup. Also in the pile was his baby fork, with his first name engraved, 
and a reference picture to its size compared to a normal size fork. Plus, I just like to gush about the fork. It's my favorite fork because the design is so very extra with a man in full Tudor outfit, sword hanging from his side, carrying a cooked turkey, and ivy vines swirl below and up the left side of the image. The back side has someone's initials, which you mentioned in the Spoon episode, and even more details of a small plate holding two loaves of bread and presumably a bottle of alcohol surrounded by teeny tiny ivy below the initials. And yes, all three of the things I've shared with you are sterling silver. (sighs) I love it. Victoria later followed up with, uh, recently I shared what remains of my dad's baby silverware and my favorite fork. Now I offer you pictures of various silver spoons, tablespoons, serving spoons, and other spoons, and their degrees of fanciness. None of these are my favorite spoon, though. That goes to what I called the fairy spoon, which was the length of an adult's pinky finger with a perfectly circular bowl, the width of a large pea, and flowers adorning the handle, and was lost when I was 10. I do have a similar, regular-sized spoon, but there's something about really small versions of things that people generally gravitate towards. I'm just now realizing that I have the means to recreate this spoon— I'm a jeweler with access to wax carving and metal casting. I'm getting excited about having my fairy spoon again. Yes. Oh, that's so cool. I know. I'm excited too. (laughs) Right? Okay, like A, it's really cool that your mother does uh, like reclaimed metalworking. Um, B, it's so, I'm I'm, like really obsessed with um, uh, lost wax casting. Uh, I have, I have a few friends in the jewelry sphere and, um, and it's just, it's so, uh, I mean to forgive, like forgive the pun, but like so metal, (laughs) I'm like, it's so heckin' cool. Uh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I love the idea that you can recreate this. Uh, I, all these spoon images, which is such a phrase to say. (laughs) Uh, I have adored and I know it brought me back reading these of like things that were really important to me when I was young. And I think I've mentioned before I had a, a, a fairy house when I was oh, young. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I would like tend to it and try to make it more palatable and habitable for fairies potential <laughs> yeah, fairies right you want your fairy population to thrive yes and i just remember it being such a fun activity for me and such something that was so lovely that i got to believe in and participate in and like i can imagine if i had a spoon a fairy spoon <laughs> How important that would have been to me. And so I'm just in love with the idea that you can recreate it. I'm very, very happy that that is a thing that can happen. And I hope that you sit those pictures and updates. Yes. Oh, please do. Mm-hmm. Uh, another spoon message. Brian wrote, I've been listening to you wonderful people long enough that I've heard the original and rerun episodes of Food Stuff, but I finally have a reason to email. I have been a spoon collector for most of my life. 
I'm 35 and this is my secret shame. Oh, no. I get a lot of heckling when I mention my spoons. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I started collecting in 1994 when I purchased a souvenir spoon from Disneyland picture included. I never intended it to become the collection it is today, but it was helped along with contributions from family members who went to some awesome places and by my parents seeking out spoons in gift shops and truck shops for me while on vacations or while moving. Although the growth of my collection has slowed, I still do get them when I'm somewhere meaningful. My experience with collecting spoons has also led me to noticing them in pop culture, like the Draper's collection from Mad Men, uh, which was initially displayed upside down but fixed in later episodes. I unfortunately do not have my shame, I mean collection, displayed <laughs> at the moment mostly because display cases for spoons don't fit the aesthetics of my house. By the way, while people do tend to laugh when I tell them I have a spoon collection, I am not at all ashamed of it. It's a fun way to remember trips. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right? Yes. Yes. And I love this. I love... I feel like I agree. Your spoon collection is a great way to remember trips. And also, okay, literally today, this is not a joke. Okay. I received a R2-D2 plush toy, a Star Wars placemat, (laughs) a Star Wars lipstick. Okay. (laughs) I believe... I got, uh, oh, I got some Star Wars cups and plates from different people. So when you have a passion, sometimes people just give you stuff. And it's wonderful. Um, it is. But it, it does feel strange because sometimes people come over and you're like, yes, I have all the stuff. I didn't buy it. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm not mad about it. I'm also very happy about it. But it but, wound up here and it lives with me now and I can never give it away because it means something that someone thought of me and has given yes, it to me. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. I'm very happy about it. I, I'm not mad, but it was kind of like I opened my mailbox today and I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. But, you know, it sounds like you've got a similar thing going for you with spoons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. I have oh gosh, I'm like, what do I have that's similar like that? I guess like maybe like like cephalopods, like cephalopods. I've had a number of cephalopod related gifts come my way. Oh. Yeah. Wow. We're gonna have to talk about this more <laughs> later. <laughs> I like a cephalopod. What? They're nice. They are. I agree, but I'm just curious. <laughs> I just want more information. <laughs> Oh, um, (laughs) well, yes, that is for later. For Mm -hmm. now, Albert wrote, You have a spoon episode and you didn't mention the spork? LOL. (laughs) I'm also surprised with Annie's Far East experiences you didn't mention the Chinese spoon. Um, I think here in the Western countries, it's most noticeable in Chinese restaurants, but also in ramen restaurants. But that might have doubled the episode length since it has its own history and culture. Um... So, I was listening to the Dates episode, and when I realized Annie had never seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, I actually said, out loud, what? How is this possible? 
I saw Raiders in theaters as a teenager. Yes, I'm old. But the event I remember the most was when there was a showing on campus in college. Everyone yelled out, bad dates, during the scene that Lauren mentioned. So, Annie, uh, you went on a tangent talking about um, taking inspiration from Final Fantasy for your D&D game. I've got to ask, do you have monster stats for chocobos? I'm looking for one to use in my campaign. (laughs) Okay, so a couple things. Uh, First, (laughs) yes, uh, we did look at the, uh, as you called, Chinese spoon. Uh, That would have been a whole other thing. Yeah, Uh, yeah. And we should return to it. Also, We we have done an episode on the spork. And it includes one of my favorite melancholy poems. Oh, <laughs> we've ever yeah. Read. Yeah. Very serious poetry has been written about the spork, as it turns out. Oh, indeed. Oh, indeed. <laughs> uh, I have seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, but I was probably, I was very young and I have not seen it since. Oh, yeah. Um, but I have seen it and I've read about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah. heck, that's a movie I've seen uh, countless times. I'd say, like, definitely over 20 over the course of my life. Like, it was one of the ones I watched, like, over and over again when I was a kid. There is a great story about Marsha Lucas uh, kind of rewriting the ending of that movie. Ooh. If you want to look it up. Okay, okay. Um, yes. Uh, as far as Chocobos go and Final <laughs> Fantasy and D&D... <laughs> I okay, so I wrote Albert back and I told Albert one of the funniest things to me through this campaign has been uh, there's kind of like eight places the players have to go. Yeah. And through every one, there's sort of a creature that they can name and then ride to the next place. Yeah. And this has been like <laughs> the heart of the campaign, <laughs> like hours spent. Naming the creature, talking to the creature. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure that originally, Annie, you intended for this to be just kind of like a cute, like, like, oh, yeah, like, and now you have to go from one place to the next. Mm -hmm. So here's your ride. Here's your heckin' lift. Like, get in, let's go. And we, being exactly the type of campaign that we are, we're like, okay, we need detailed information about each animal. We... (laughs) All we need to have discussions both with the animals and amongst ourselves. Yes. Uh, can I can I roll for perception if any of these animals like has like yes like a certain tendency? Yes, and some grudges have been built. Yeah, uh, it yeah. is. I was not anticipating this, and perhaps I should have. Um, I love it. Please don't. Take this as a critique, Lauren. I enjoy it. <laughs> but I have to admit, I was like, oh. <laughs> okay. Yep. I feel like that and like the Clamato, like probably took you really by surprise. <laughs> yeah, the Clamato definitely did. Uh, there was a surprise karaoke scene that like almost brought tears to my eyes. Um, <laughs> it was very sweet. Uh, but uh, we have not done chocobos yet. Yet. Oh, yet. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. We Cho- still got like two yeah. or three places to go. All yeah. right. Chocobos to look forward to. I love this. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yes. That's going to be great. Uh, <laughs> but they're not going to be enemies, so I didn't write out stats, uh, which perhaps I should. Uh, maybe I will. Maybe I will. And I'll get back to you, Albert. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like the idea of us like doing something wrong and, and having to fight Chocobo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Of course. <laughs> no evil laugh intended. Um, cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Kale wrote, I am a longtime fan and have been waiting for the perfect opportunity to finally write y'all. While listening to your episode on spoons, an old adolescent memory was unlocked. For reference, I am turning 30 this year and am already having an existential crisis. <laughs> I remembered being in high school and just discovering YouTube. Someone had recommended I watch Salad Fingers. And after doing so, I became deeply disturbed over the title character's obsession with rusty spoons. After remembering this strange series, I revisited it after your episode. And yep, still very disturbing. Albeit intriguing. So I thank you for unlocking that weird memory and for teaching me about all sorts of cool food-related things. Yes. Okay, so I am so happy you wrote this because <laughs> when we were doing that episode, I kept thinking of Salad Finger, and I was like, why? She's, she or they, uh, no spoons involved, right? And then when you sent this email, I was like, oh, yes, I remember. But I kept thinking of it. Oh, oh yeah. I um I was not thinking of it. I had uh I guess blissfully locked my salad <laughs> fingers memories away in some distant corner of my brain mm -hmm. with like a mm -hmm. warning, do not touch dead inside kind of like yeah. <laughs> like mm -hmm. notice on the memory. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, thank you for bringing it back. No, I mean seriously, thank you. Like, oh man. And if any of y'all have not witnessed if you were not of an internet age to have witnessed salad fingers um i actually didn't see it until gosh maybe about five years ago which was quite late um because oh, this was during the age of like of like flash um yeah. animation mm -hmm. um being like the primary form of, of entertainment on the internet uh yeah no my 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 roommate uh my roommates jed and andrew showed that one to me and i think i just it was just a whole day of like us getting through like one like five minute episode and me sitting back and going, oh, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I was in college when I watched them and I was like, I'm unsettled. I'm unsettled. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, so thank you. That's our recommendation, <laughs> I guess. If you want to be unsettled, uh, go check them out. <laughs> High quality entertainment. Oh, mm -hmm. for sure. <laughs> uh, well, um, we do have more mail from listeners for you. Um, but first, we're going to take a quick break for word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. 
So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And we're back. Thank you, Sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with some emails about cheese, which you know we love. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Hannah wrote, I had to write to you while listening to the Manchego episode because of a very special memory from my wedding. I grew up in a family of old hippies, several of whom, (laughs) once grandparents, parents, and uncle, now other uncle and aunt, parents, and uncle, live on adjoining properties on a big hill out in the northern Michigan forest. It's a gorgeous spot, and it's where we got married. I am also lucky to be related to and know many generous and talented people who donated their time and skills to help make our wedding beautiful and special, arranging flowers, decorating tables, baking cake, and even building and setting up a little stage with a carved archway. As you can imagine, the day before the wedding, we were all running around like chickens without heads, (laughs) trying to do everything all at once, and so all of us forgot about lunch. (laughs) One aunt and uncle disappeared for a while down to the house where they were staying, another uncle's, and when they reappeared, they were laden with platters of simple open-faced sandwiches. 
uh, a slice of whole grain bread, a smear of mayo, a slice of manchego, and a big slice of a homegrown tomato with salt and pepper. By that time, we were all starving and fell on the platters like wolves. <laughs> that sandwich is still one of the most delicious things I've ever tasted. Mm. Nothing like exhaustion and excitement to whet your appetite. Now I make them all the time when our tomatoes are ripening and they taste like family. P.S. Of course my aunt and uncle were using whatever they found in my other uncle's fridge and garden, which at the time included an entire wheel of manchego. (laughs) When my uncle finds something he likes, he commits. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds lovely. Oh, Oh, yeah. I, mean, I totally agree. Like when you're hungry and tired and just those like fresh ingredients mm-hmm. is the best thing you've ever eaten. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I there is there is like nothing. There are very few things in this world better than a tomato that you have just picked from a garden. Um yes. mm. it is oh so nice. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. And Hannah sent in pictures of the wedding and it looked beautiful and lovely and uh, congratulations and so yes. happy for you. Yes. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, y'all tell us about all of your nice events. Like we yes, need please. more good news in our lives. Yes. And <gasps> cheese all the way. Cheese oh, yeah. All the way. Especially <laughs> nice events that include cheese. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Um, my cousin Elizabeth wrote, You've persuaded me to have another try at mole. I've grave concerns about sweets and savories. Uh, My mother has interesting ideas about allowable combinations of ingredients. Maybe I've only had a low-quality version before at inauthentic restaurants, and that's why I haven't enjoyed it before. Regarding blackcurrant, it's just better than a lot of the stuff we can get here. Blackcurrant baby medicine, better. Water with rabina. That's not how you say that. Water with rabina. Better. Ginger beer spiked with rabina and gin. Way better. <laughs> I love and miss it so much. Uh, Black currant and licorice sweets are on the old Amazon wish list. Also, pictured uh, rhubarb and custard sweets, prawn cocktail crisps, and mince pies from uh, Fortnum and Mason's. And like 10 books and a mortar and pestle. Uh, it's called diversity, people. I've been married into Lauren's lovable weirdo clan for nearly five years. Five years, Lauren, time for a visit. And I've yet to have Moxie. I'm scared to say it aloud as they may find out. And don't get them started on Verners. That's part of the religion, too. Also, I first had manchego on a holiday in Mallorca. We got it fresh from a grocer in the equivalent of a strip mall. We dragged it and several more ingredients back to the best Airbnb I've ever had. We put it on everything and my eyes were opened. Oh, that sounds lovely. It really Mm. does. Oh, it really does. Also, um, uh, rhubarb and custard is one of those things that, yes, I'm like, why don't we have that here? It's so good. I, yeah, agreed. Uh, One of my most requested pies that I make is a rhubarb pie. Uh, And it's just not something that I would have made if we hadn't done that episode on it. (laughs) 
Yeah, I love rhubarb. As I've said before, it's just one of my absolute favorite things. It's Thanks so to Grandma Lou, actually, who um, uh, uh, your 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 grandma and mine, um, Elizabeth, who uh, who used to grow rhubarb in her garden. So mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, also, I'm very curious about this Verners. Verners. Oh, um, uh, that's a brand <laughs> of uh, ginger ale, I believe. Ginger ale, ginger beer. Mm. Am I thinking of the right thing? I believe I am. Um, uh, as opposed to other brands of ginger ale, ginger beer, etc., which are different. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> it can get very intense. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we won't tell anybody about your moxie secret, but uh, if they yeah. listen to this, then you're in trouble. Let yeah. I, but other other than you and the, you know, couple hundred thousand people listening to, to this episode. <laughs> your secret's safe with us. <laughs> um, Chad wrote, uh, he wrote us a few messages. Uh, the first one, um, I had an interesting food experience today and wanted to share. I visited Mochi Nut. The website says Mochi Donut is the titillating product of the happy union between Japanese rice cake, mochi, and American-style donuts, which originated in Hawaii. Each Mochi Nut is like a donut made of eight donut holes forming a circle, but with a slightly chewy texture, like 80% donut, 20% tapioca. They were good. They also have rice hot dogs, a sausage or half a piece of sausage plus a large chunk of cheese mm. coated in a batter presumably made with rice flour, and you can get cornflakes or ramen noodles on top of that. Not bad. Some people may not like these rice hot dogs because of how unusual they are, but I like rooting for the underdogs. <laughs> and I just wanted to put in here before we continue, I believe... Our new office space, which we are eventually going to move into, mm-hmm. um, has, I don't know that it's a mochi nut, but they have a place that sells mochi donuts, uh, which has been popping up. I have a friend who, she's like my TikTok friend. And oh, she always uh-huh. sends uh-huh. me the TikToks because I'm not on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. And she sent me one about this place in our uh, new office space we're moving to. So that's exciting. I'm happy to try it. I'm excited to try it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I, I love a mochi, um, right? I've been seeing photos of these pop up on, you know, like Instagram and whatever. And uh, mm-hmm. they look so good. They do indeed. <laughs> oh, anything kind of chewy like that, I'm just, ugh, ugh. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, Chad went on. I appreciated your episode on dates because I eat them frequently. I make two batches and run each through the food processor. In each batch, I use half of a 12-ounce carton of pitted dates, one and a half cups of walnuts, one cup unsweetened coconut flakes, a third cup cocoa powder, a splash of vanilla, a dash of cinnamon, and perhaps some mint extract or orange extract. Then I form the results into bite-sized balls and put them in the freezer. It's a snack that's less unhealthy than candy, but makes me feel like I'm indulging myself. Now I just need to remember to eat a vegetable. (laughs) P.S. I am morally obligated to share this terrible date joke with you and so it's 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 sort of it's it's an image but i'm going to describe what's going on okay so this is like a like a like an instruction manual kind of thing you know like um you know like 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 sort of like i like ikea ish okay yeah. so um and, and the title of this instruction is how to get a hot date step one get date and it's a picture 
on a little wrinkly date. Mm-hmm. Step two, heat it up. It's a picture of a microwave with the date inside of it. Step three, hot date. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> uh-huh. I I laughed and I and I think I groaned. <laughs> that's about that's that's where we are though, Lauren. That's where oh, we exist. That's where we live. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. I I own property there. <laughs> <laughs> if we were like on a monopoly board. <laughs> Bad pun would be our whole stretch. Oh, yeah. Oh, goodness, it would be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, that date recipe sounds delicious. Oh, it um, does. Yeah. I've never really done I've never really done anything with dates other than like maybe, maybe I've like when I was feeling fancy, put cheese in them. Mostly I just eat them. Um, yeah, no, I'll, I'll have to I'll have to try that sometime. That does sound so nice. Our feast, our feast grows <laughs> ever larger. Uh, <laughs> as does this episode, because we do have some more listener mail for you. We do, but first we've got one more quick break for a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, Amanda wrote... I know mailing things to you is a little tricky right this moment, and my crochet person is also on vacation right now, (laughs) but I'm going to send this email now before I forget. I'd love to send you guys my fave cast iron panhandle cover once it's easier for you to receive mail, and I can send them letter mail so shipping won't be ridiculous from here in Canada. It's the best. I just keep the handle cover on all times, including washing and in the oven. (laughs) My pan went from being used rarely to living on my stove at all times. If that's cool, I send these to you. I'd love your mailing address. Uh, When available, request of skinny or wide handle covers and some color preferences. Pictured here is mine in the wide handle version. I'd be happy to send as many as will fit in letter mail. (laughs) This looks so cool, listeners. Okay, so it's like a crochet handle on a cast iron handle. Like, it's amazing. (laughs) I am shocked it won't burst into flames, but apparently it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I also adore that you have a crochet person. <laughs> Me too. That is excellent. That is, I want to see this movie where you're like, I've got a crochet person. <laughs> you're like, quickly to my crochet person. Emergency. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Yeah. And also, I'm happy that they're on vacation right now. Good for them. Yes. <laughs> Yes, good for them. Their work looks amazing. And also, we always appreciate uh, you listeners thinking of us and these kinds of things. Oh, yeah. Because that is, I do, like, if I'm going to injure myself in the kitchen, I'm definitely going to burn myself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My dad taught me really good, like, like knife safety. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm pretty good at not having a knife mistake. But I, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Burns are a problem. Agreed. And also, uh, these little crochet handles, they're very cute. Um, Yeah. So, protection from burns, also cute. Great. You know? You know? Love it. Love it. Ben wrote, I loved your recent episode on cast iron, found it fascinating as always. Uh, However, it left me with a burning question. Don't know if that was a pun. Going on. I have a cast iron frying pan myself that I got for this past Christmas and want to look after it properly. I've recently had to replace my uh, gas hob with an electric induction hob, a hundred-year-old house with renovations during the Celtic Tiger. Don't even get me started. Thankfully, the cast iron still works with induction. However, it seems to heat up differently. For example, if I put butter into the pan and then switch it on, the butter starts to melt almost immediately. It's thrown off my cooking times, and I was wondering if you came across any advice during your research regarding different heating methods for cast iron. I hope your next field trip is in the works. I love the Asheville and Hawaii series and can't wait to hear the next one. If you ever make it to Ireland, we will have some great suggestions for you. Ooh. Oh, oh I have never been to Ireland, and I really want to go. Um, yes. 
Also, I had to stop and look up what the heck Celtic Tiger is in <laughs> reference to. Uh, there's like a whole like economic like boom and then bust that happened in like the 90s and 2000s, apparently. Uh, <laughs> I, uh-huh. we, had, we had a very similar thing, but we don't have nearly as cool of a name for it. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Or like the recession. <laughs> yeah. It's just very sad sounding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So I'd be interested, Lauren, because you did a lot of that, like, science research. I did. I researched it briefly after this email. And from what I read, it should be the opposite happening. Um, Because most people said, like, the gas oven, given that uh, the eye of the stove is big enough and that everything else is working, the gas oven should heat it up more quickly than electric ovens will. Uh, electric well, stovetop. Well, but, oh, oh stovetop. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't, I'm, I'm very curious. Like, I'm almost like, we need more information from you, Ben, because yeah. I want to know. <laughs> well, but 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 induction is different from electric. So um, mm-hmm. uh, so this might be actually, uh, and we've had on our uh, idea list for centuries, centuries now, um, <laughs> uh, induction cook cook stuff <laughs> cooking technology yeah, there, we there go. you go yep. yeah <laughs> uh, oh y'all um <laughs> mm-hmm. uh yeah and oh heck i think either on tech stuff or forward thinking which are two prior podcasts that i worked on um before we started saver i know that we did an episode on induction cooking on it was probably on tech stuff um so i can like dig up those <laughs> <laughs> also uh-huh. century old notes. Um, it's it's super, super fascinating um, the way that it works. And I do not remember anything about it off the top of my head because I completely <laughs> remove yeah. everything from my mm-hmm. brain about four minutes after we finish a recording. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? What even was the last topic we talked about? I couldn't uh... tell you. <laughs> <laughs> there again, as we talked about in that episode... Uh, and also, again, this was a very brief Google search for me in mm-hmm. trying to answer this. Very differing uh, answers mm-hmm. that could be found. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just, I'm so curious, like legitimately very, very curious about this. Okay. Okay. Um, in in a month, the next time that we have like a, like a technology mm-hmm. episode come up in the rotation, because I do have a rotation for these things, um, uh, mm-hmm. we can, we can totally like, yeah, just, just go on and do induction. Yeah. Ooh, yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. So TBD, Ben. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. We'll let you know. Yes. Uh, In the meantime, Leslie wrote on Instagram, I had to pause the Riesling episode halfway because the whole first half sent me straight back to when I spent a month in Germany for German wine school as a part of my undergrad minor in beverage service management. Yes, that was, is a real minor. (laughs) Anyway, the gasoline smell is totally a thing and Germans take their Rieslings very seriously. I think we spent a good part of a whole one of three educational weeks just in German wines and primarily that grape, although they have so many others. 
Annie, if you ever want a wine aisle buddy, reach out and I'll try to help. I might go all Charlie Day in the mailroom, but I also ran a tasting education table most weekends when I worked at a wine shop for a while. Now to finish the rest of the episode. Cheers. (laughs) That's awesome. Thank you so much. (laughs) I love that, like, you have a posse now. (laughs) I know. I'm going to be in the wine section, and I'm going to send out a frantic message to these (laughs) listeners, and they're going to, it's like going to be a superheroes unite type of thing. I feel it. Um, Charlie Dave is great. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Um, (laughs) and it makes me very happy to hear these personal accounts of like, yes, the gasoline smells a whole thing and how seriously it's taken. I love it. Oh, it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, uh, confectionista left us a review on Apple Podcasts uh, that has a story in it. So we wanted, we wanted to, um, we wanted to read this one. Um, They said, uh, love this pod, one of my favorites. Your episode on lamb cakes brought back such wonderful memories for me. Growing up in the late 50s and early 60s in southern New Jersey, I used to go up to The Cottage every summer near Watertown, Waterton? I'm not sure how to say it, and I didn't look it up. I'm sorry. Uh, Near Waterton, New York. Um, My beloved Aunt Agnes, uh, Aunt Ag, owned this magical place on the shores of Lake Ontario, where our extended family would gather every year. My sainted aunt put up with weirdo bookworm me and encouraged me to help in the kitchen if I liked. I did like. And once I expressed my love of her molded lamb cake, she always made it for me when I visited. I'm a coconut freak, so of course the lamb's wool and the surrounding grass dyed green totally enthralled me. Thanks for the memories. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Oh, that is that is wonderful. Yeah, I love these memories that you all share with us um, that are just so beautiful and lovely and have these connections of people in your past and... It's just very warming. Um, oh, it is. It is. And it's so um, it's so good to have those memories jogged, right? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, thank you for the review. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Very nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I generally, one of our uh, producers alerted us to this one. Um, as a rule, I do not look at the reviews on things like Apple Podcasts because it it can occasionally be a wretched hive of scum and villainy, and I don't need that stress in my life. Um, yeah. But uh, but this was so nice. Thank you. Yes, yes, and and to everyone who has sent positive reviews, thank you, thank you. Thank oh, you. yeah, yeah. It really, um, it like whatever like algorithm magic happens in the background, um, it, it it really does help us out. So thank you for doing that. Yeah, and we wanted to end with this one, uh, which I thought was just a really lovely encompassing of why these listener mails are so beautiful and why these listener mail segments are so beautiful. Um, Tess wrote on Instagram, Hi, I just listened to your listener mail episode and everyone writing in about mispronouncing food names made me feel that warm, I feel seen feeling. (laughs) And specifically, it made me feel better about a very low stakes but high embarrassing memory for me. When I went to London and Europe for the first time, it was on a work trip. My lovely co-workers took me to a fish and chips place. We had black currant sorbet at the end. Delicious. Mm. I kept calling it currant. 
or Quran uh, because I didn't know if it was French or something and I had no idea what I was doing. They didn't say anything, which kind of said a lot. <laughs> LOL. I don't know, but I feel silly when I think of that memory. And I'm also grateful because I'm still friends with those people. And I know they totally tell me now that we're way closer and actual friends. LOL. Thanks for sharing all the listener mail. It makes me feel like there's a little community of us out there in the ether, which is sweet. You guys are super cool. Oh, you guys are super cool. You are. And I love this. I love this. This is so, I love this too. I love hearing from you. I love how you interact with other listener mail. Oh, yeah. That's always my favorite. (laughs) Yeah. There is like a little community and it's just so... It's like this feeling, like you said, this warm, I feel seen feeling. Um, uh, it just, it, every time we do these, it's, it's such a delight. And it's so wonderful to hear from yeah. you um, and to see these connections and yeah. hear these connections between you. It's, yeah. it's great. I know I've said it before, but like, but like to reiterate, like it can be podcasting in general can be a really like, like lonely job. Um, and especially during, these are pandemic times, you know, Annie and I are still in our home offices, um, just on like a Skype call a couple yep. times a week doing these episodes. And, you know, so it can be, it can be very isolating and it's really, um, uh, it's really strange, like doing that work and then just kind of like sending it out and being like, I don't know if anyone's listening. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. anyone thinks about it. It's it's mm-hmm. so far removed from the experience of like doing something in front of a live audience, like so far removed. Um, and yeah. so right, having having this like like lifeline of um, messages from you guys is just really really heckin' good. You guys, <laughs> it is. We love it. We appreciate it. Um, I don't know. It, it does feel like we're we're in a conversation with each other, and it's beautiful. And I'm so yes. happy. <laughs> yes. Oh, also, uh, speaking speaking of, um, there's oh goodness, um, I'm I'm gonna get this like a little bit wrong because I haven't gone and checked out the feature myself. But on the iHeartRadio app, um, if you go to the app and then you go to our show, um, mm-hmm. there is a way for y'all to send us like a short voice message. Mm-hmm. I think I'm nearly positive. If there's not, I we can turn it on. Possibly. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is like a really good note. I'm like, it I'm is. like, maybe you do this thing and then maybe it exists. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. So if you've ever like said like, man, typing, why can't I just say this out loud? Mm-hmm. Um, then yeah, you you have you have the option to do that. You do. You do. Uh, it. I believe it's called talk back. Um, but. You know, also, if you want, you can always send us a voice memo. Over, you know, we're here. Oh yeah. Can, oh yeah. You can reach out. <laughs> we love hearing from you, obviously. Yes. <laughs> yes. And speaking of, thanks to all the listeners who've been writing to us since the beginning. Um, and if you would like to write to us, we would love to hear from you. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We are also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram uh, at SaverPod, and we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching! Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga! How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.